So our youngest child, our youngest son, just turned 13. And one of the things that he's been most excited about turning 13, well, I'll tell you about it because there's an amazing story as it pertains to our personal growth. I'll talk about it in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. So maybe you can guess it. Maybe, maybe you've had a 13-year-old. Maybe you have one. You've got one that's a kid that's going to be 13 relatively soon. What do you think? And 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 you, you might not be able to guess this, but what do you think he was most excited about? Do you know, because you know what, you, you, obviously it's clear what happens at 16. It's clear at 18, at 21, at all these different ages, at 25, like, I can finally rent a car. Um, I don't know if that policy still exists, but it used to drive me insane that car rental companies wouldn't let you rent a car until you're 25. Like, are you kidding me? But um, so there are all these things that you, that are, you know, an age is a gateway to certain things. What is 13? I'm really interested in how many of you know this, or maybe it hasn't been a factor for your kids. It, it hasn't been for some of ours, but it certainly is now. When you turn 13, what are you able to do? Can you guess? Okay, I'll give you the answer here in a moment. Welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. My name is Russ Hill. This is my little corner of the digital universe where I get to share. It's kind of like my audio journal where I share ideas, experiences, stories like I'm going to share in this one that help you do three things, help you grow, help you lead, and help you create that it, it, those are the three topics I love to discuss if you're interested in growing, if you're interested in more effectively leading others, if you're interested in creating, leaning into being creative and building and, and whatever, whatever that looks like for you, then you are in the right place. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's biggest companies. I work in what I consider to be a leadership lab. This week, I'm back traveling. Um, well, my colleagues in our firm have been traveling quite a bit lately. I haven't been, and that all changed uh, in these last few weeks. And so it's not too much. I actually enjoy it. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm out on the road. I'm, I'm headed to the, I, I flew back in last night, flew home last night and I'm headed back to the airport to fly to another client in just a few hours. And then next week looks, looks awfully similar. It's great to virtual meetings are awesome. I'm so glad that, um, that technology has advanced the way that it has just so efficient, isn't it? And yet you cannot replace Nothing will ever replace in-person get-togethers, in-person interaction. And one of the biggest challenges we're hearing, in fact, we're hearing in every organization, every executive team that we consult, that we work with is talking about how much do we require people to be in the office, on the floor, in the facility, and how much do we allow them to work from home? It's just, and you've got massively different opinions on this. 
you, you, you hear executives that are like, everybody needs to be in the office a ton more, like it's four or five days a week. We need people on site. That, that, that has to happen. Our productivity sucks when people aren't on site. You get that camp, and then you get the other camp, which is, oh, my gosh, we need to get paid. This is welcome to the future. This is the new way, and we've got to acknowledge reality, and people want to work from home, and we need to let the, we need to lean into that. And it, it, you don't it, – I remember this. It, it's going to feel weird to you if you're not, like, uh, religious, which is all good. But in our church, I remember – and it's better than it was a few years ago – but you, you've got the paper copy of scriptures, right? Like the Bible or whatever it might be. We've got the Book of Mormon and our religion and, you, and whatever, whatever the texts are in the church that you're a member of or the religion that you believe in. Or if you don't, that's fine. You can relate. Hopefully you can kind of relate at some point in your life. Maybe you were and uh, or you can think about it. So you, you come to church and you, you in a lot of church, you bring the scriptures like you bring the Bible, you bring whatever. And so you've got the paper copy. Well, now there are apps, right? Like we've got apps in our church that have all the the scriptures in it. And I love them because you can highlight right there on your phone and it syncs to all your devices and uh, you can make notes and you can tag things like this is a great scripture or a quote on faith or this one on um, what, whatever the topic, my hope, you know, whatever charity or sacrifice or whatever you, you can highlight it. So to me, I just love the electronic version, but for years in our church, like you were looked down upon and the leaders of our church would be like, bring the paper copies. It was almost like you were rebellious. If you didn't bring the paper copy of the scripture and it's just a generational thing in my mind. No, you don't need the paper copy. It's in fact, I could make all kinds of arguments for why the electronic copy is better. I have it everywhere. Like I only carry paper Bibles or whatever to certain place. I'm not walking around with that all the time, but yet I've got that Bible app or I've got that scripture app on my phone all the time. Wouldn't you rather I use that? Cause I'm able to access it so much more anyway, a whole different topic, but these generational differences and we're seeing that a ton in the organizations that we consult this debate and it's almost generational, not fully, because you have some younger leaders that are like, get back in the office. And you have some older leaders who are like, man, I'm loving this hybrid thing. So it's not fully generational, but it's interesting to watch that debate play out. I know you know how that ends, right? The paper scriptures did not win that battle. And neither will the in office. There's, But there, the answer's in the middle, right? I have a colleague, one of our, one of my colleagues, Tanner Corbridge, one of the owners of our firm, is uh, he, he says that all the time. And the answer is in the middle and he's absolutely right. So, um, okay. So, um, I don't know how the credit <laughs> got on that topic, but if you want to find out more about our firm, um, uh, you can either buy the paper version. I'm just kidding. Uh, go to LoneRockConsulting.com If you want to transform your ability to lead by now, if you listen to this podcast, uh, for a while, you know what I'm going to say next. If you want to transform your ability to lead, go to leadin30.com. Okay. Here is uh, here, here's what I want to talk about. So, 13 years old, what do you what do you uh, what do you get the opportunity to do? If you haven't been able to think about it by now, it's gym membership. At least in the U.S., at least in the part of the world where we live, maybe it's different where you're at, but you cannot have a gym membership until you're 13, and it has to do with their insurance policies. In fact, it was anyway. I I can't get too much into the weeds. I, we had an interesting experience last night that. I found out more about Jim, uh, Jim's insurance policies. I was talking to the manager of one of the, one of the locations that we go to in this chain 
uh, of gyms that we go to. And, and anyway, he was telling me more about the policy. Real interesting facts. Anyway, okay, so 13. So our youngest kid turns 13. And he wants a gym membership and he wants to be active and all this sort of things. And, and we told him, why the credit are you doing this? You're insane. You need to sit on the couch and play more video games and eat potato chips, right? No, like we're celebrating it, right? Like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so I flew back in late yesterday afternoon and he had arranged with me, our youngest son, Hey dad, can we go to the gym? Um, last, what, what was last night? And so I, I, I get home from this trip and well, I walk through the door and he's like, dad, we still on? I'm like, yep, we're on. Absolutely. And so then his sister who is home, who from her freshman year in college, getting ready to go on a mission for our church. I'm going to talk more about McKenna and her decision to make me emotional, even mentioning it. But McKenna is leaving us in a few weeks to go to um, Africa and uh, where she's going to serve for 18 months. And it's going to be amazing, and she's, I'm so proud of her, and we're going to talk more about that in a whole episode uh, in the next few weeks. Woo! I can't even talk about it. i got <laughs> to prepare for that episode because I'm going to fall apart when I talk about it, but we're so proud of her. So she's home getting ready uh, to start this missionary experience, this service uh, experience, this commitment that she's made. And so we're thrilled to have her for uh, a few weeks at her home. And then we've got um, my our, our high school age kid uh, was was at a uh, school activity, so he wasn't home. But then my my wife's home, and everybody wants to go to the gym. So we, instead of it just being me and our youngest kid, like now uh, McKenna, our daughter wants to go. My wife wants to go, and then our youngest son says, "Hey, Dad, can I invite this uh, this kid down the street? This friend of mine who's been really into fitness lately too, and he's a year older than." than our son is and i'm like yeah absolutely we've got guest passes and stuff we can get them in so we take this whole family trip to the gym last night which is awesome like oh, it's so good and so there let's see one two three four there are five of us and and my our youngest son's totally inexperienced like this is his second time he went with his mom and his sister the day before and his brother the day before to the gym but this is his second time and so he's excited to go with dad and I'm excited to show them different things. Not that I'm the expert, but I've been going to the gym for a little bit. So I got a little bit more familiarity with machines and stuff than he does. And I, th- I, I just think it's cool for families to do that. I think it's cool for a dad to take his son to the gym. I think it's cool for families to, I just, I, I can't think of many more good activities than whether it's playing racquetball or pickleball or basketball or being at a gym. Like we're off the couch, we're, we're active, right? You don't have to be the bodybuilder type or, you know, the, uh, the statue of, uh, of, um, of fitness, um, in order to fit into that category, you just gotta be, just be active. Right. So, so we go and, and I'm, and this is awesome. And, and we're there and our, um, and, and my, my, my youngest son is like, he wants to use everything. So it's so funny to watch him. And cause he's, he wants, he's like two minutes on the treadmill, then three minutes on this, um, bicep machine. And then he's four minutes on this. <laughs> like He's like going around to all these, he's like in Disneyland. And he wants to go on all the rides and it's just fun to watch his energy. And the gym is just packed. There's a fall break happening here in, in our area right now, which a lot of schools don't do this, but in our area, the, 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 the modified year round schedule that they're on, the kids get two weeks off. Most kids get two weeks off of school and fall. It's like spring break, but fall break and you get two weeks off and it's awesome. Um, and so a lot of kids are on that. And so, uh, the gym, the gym was just packed with high school kids and, and, uh, a few families and whatever else. And so, um, which normally annoys me last night, it was no big deal. 
And because um, I wasn't going to get in the best workout ever, I was more there to to help them. Hey, here's how you use this machine. Okay, that's what you do with biceps. This is what you do. Whatever. So we're doing this, and my uh, <laughs> and my the the friend of our youngest son who's with us, who's really trying to. He's lost twenty seven pounds. He told us that last night. He's lost twenty seven pounds since he really started getting into to exercising of like several weeks ago incredible awesome how how do you think he's feeling about himself right now like amazing i'm so proud of him just awesome and so he's he's there and he's super jacked up and uh, and he's doing these machines and he's putting everything into it doing some cardio and doing some lifting you know not the technique not the routine that anyone would tell you to do but they're just excited and suddenly he runs to the bathroom he runs to the men's locker room he comes back out and guess what he had done yeah he threw up so he, he's not even one of our kids. I felt bad, like, oh, no. And he, he felt, like, energized, right? I don't know if you've ever thrown up at the gym. But it's not the best activity, but you kind of do feel awesome after it. Like, it's, it's terrible leading up to it. But once it happens, you're like, oh, gosh. Um, and you, you, it's, it's, I've done, when I first started working out years ago, um, long story short is uh, I just joined our firm, the firm that I was working at before, the consulting firm. And so I was just trying to get reps. And so one of the things that they told us to do as young consultants is just work with any organization and whatever they'll pay you. In fact, if you have to do it for free, just get some reps. Get If you can get a team of 10 leaders, just get there, teach them some of our curriculum, our content, and get the rep. It, it, that's more important to build your confidence, your ability, your skill set, so that as you go to bigger clients, you actually can can uh can get you you they, they'll want to pay you what we charge because you're effective in it so one of the places that i found a receptive audience was a group of leaders at a gym in our area and so what the agreement was was okay i'll come in and train and it was a group of all the trainers for this national uh gym i'll come in and do some workshops on leadership for you all if you'll give me training sessions <laughs> like if you'll if you'll train me a little bit so that's what they did and it was awesome. It was such, it was really cool. And so I had a few training sessions and, um, and in the beginning, man, I threw up in every single one of them. I had no history, no experience working out. I was just starting just like this kid last night, our, our, our son's friend. And, and I just threw up like, it was like a routine thing. I hated it. Um, until I did it. And then I, and it was like all these toxins, like all these things in your body, your body's not used to it. And it's just like, okay, it's revolting and it's repulsive to your body. Cause it's like, wow, wait, you want me to be active? You want me to be, you want me to be all these things that you haven't been. And so it's it, the, 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 I'm, I'm not advocating <laughs> this technique. I, I, I don't do it anymore, obviously, but it's almost like this transformation of your body. Right? So why am I talking about that in this episode? Because it made me think about growth. It made me think about how, not throwing up, but how much discomfort are you experiencing? Am I experiencing right now? How many things are going on to where it's almost like physically throwing up at the gym last night? It's, but but it's, it's where, oh my gosh, this is so hard, or this is challenging, or why, why are we, uh, in fact, I, I'm going to go back to, I think it's actually a good example these organizations, these executive teams that we're interacting with, where it's almost like the, 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 the company is 
revolting or being it's almost like the company's kind of throwing up over hybrid work like oh my gosh this is not comfortable people want flexibility and they want that they want these things and they want to work from home some and this system can't take it and we're having all of this pain and this discomfort and all of these discussions because we can't get aligned around it that is awesome just like it's actually kind of a really good sign, not if you throw up every time you go to the gym, but if it happens occasionally, man, you are undergoing positive transformation, positive changes. And so growth is uncomfortable it, because you don't, your brain isn't wired to do it this way, to think this way, to act this way, to, to, to carry out these responsibilities. You're not sure if you can deliver on this or that. You are out of your comfort zone, right? Just like the kid last night. And okay, I'm doing this and my body's saying, whoa, what's going on here? So the question is this, are you experiencing some pain? Are you experiencing some discomfort? Does it kind of feel like dinner might come back up in a gross way? I'm just kidding with you. But are you, and if you aren't, if you aren't, you've got to make a change. You, you've got, and it, it doesn't mean leave your company or leave your job or change industries necessarily. It just means you need to lean into it. And, um, I'm, I, I, I see this in people that I interact with all the time where they're, they're texting me questions or having conversations. You know, these are, these are friends or acquaintances or whatever else. And I can just tell they've got, there's so much unknown in, in their careers right now, in their lives right now. Like parenting is a great example of this, right? I mean, how, how much discomfort do you experience when you have that first kid? Like insane. You're not, you're just not used to this. You're different things are being required of you mentally, physically, emotionally than ever before in your life. And there's so much growth that's happening. It happens in marriage or when you have a new partner or you, you're, you're having a child or you're starting a new job or you're, you're in school or you're taking that difficult class or you're in a new industry. There's just discomfort and that's challenging and none of us like it. Because we, our brains desperately want us to succeed and we want to know how to do it. We want the answer before the question is even asked. And so it's painful for us. We're not wired. It, we're wired to feel discomfort when we don't know the answer or we're struggling to figure it out or trying to, we're trying to be successful at something that we don't yet know how to be successful at. When we undertook the rebuilding project, which I write about, in decide to lead my first book when we undertook the project to turn around these media properties in in the phoenix market i didn't know i wasn't a hundred percent confident that our plan was working for years like it took i mean there were small signs of progress here and there you can't be absent of any sign and keep going down that path that's called stupidity ignorance but there were little signs of, of progress and I felt confident in our plan, but I, there was no way for me to have a hundred percent confidence that we were on the exact right path. And it was guaranteed with no doubt to, to succeed. Of course, I didn't know that we didn't know that. And the growth curve was enormously steep. And I look back at that period of my career, my life, and I go, I grew so much when I got slapped in the face with the lowest engagement scores, employee engagement scores in our entire national company. That slap, embarrassing, humiliating, demoralizing slap in the face, 
led to a growth curve that was insanely steep because I had to figure out how am I going to lead in a way to where my people don't hate me? And can I do it? Do I have what it takes? If you're asking yourself those questions, you are in the right place. You are growing. Now, that doesn't mean you're on the right path. You may discover, oh, I'm not wired for this job, or I don't think that this is the correct path, or I, I'm not sure I'm cut out for it. You might decide to go a different way, but you, if you're experiencing pain, don't shy away from it. Like how many people go to the gym and had that experience that that kid had last night, my son's friend, and then don't go back. Like they threw up, they felt some pain. They're thinking, oh no, I can't go back. No, you go back. And by the way, guess what? You actually might throw up again. It may happen because your body is experiencing significant changes. You are learning and you are growing. But I promise you this two or three times around, maybe even the very next time you go to the gym, you won't throw up because your body will have started to make some adjustments and the gains, the gains are on the other side of the pain, right? We all know that. But so on the other side of those, your body convulsing like that, the other side of that is strength, is definition, is stronger muscles, is a healthier heart, is more confidence, is great. All these things are on the other side of that. And the question is, are you willing to lean into a period, a season of some discomfort to get those gains? And so that's my question to you. And if, and are you willing to lean into it? And if you're experiencing it, chill out, take a deep breath. This is part of the plan. This is like life. We came here, my belief is spiritually, we came here to learn, to gain experience, to gain wisdom, to learn things that we couldn't learn otherwise. That's what I believe on a spiritual level. You may see it differently that we just kind of landed here and we're just kind of fighting our way through it and we're all going to be butterflies or lizards in the next life. Whatever it is, I, all you know, we'll figure out who's right on the other side, right? But I think it, I think this growth that those pains that we experience, I actually think that's part of the plan. I think that's why we find partners or spouses or we get married. I think that's why we have children, not everybody. And if you don't want to or you're not whatever, that's fine. I think that's why we have jobs and we advance and we don't keep the same job forever. And we learn different things. And, you know, because we're growing every single one of those experiences, every single one of those things gives us experience we could not have had otherwise. For those of you that are parents, go explain to the people who've never had kids what it's like to be a parent. It's impossible. You can't describe it. There's no way they can understand. They can't relate. The same is true when I got called to be a bishop in our church. I grew up around bishops in our church all my life. I thought I knew what that kind of was like. Then I became one. They asked me to be one and I went, holy crap. No one can explain the weight, the pain, the challenges, what I'm going through, all what it's like to lead a congregation of people at a church. 
Like all the crap that comes with that, all the rewarding experiences that come with that. I cannot teach that to someone. I cannot explain that to someone. I can try and they'll nod their head and go, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, that must be challenging. Oh, whatever. Like to, you know, you got a new mom explaining that to a friend who hasn't had a baby yet. Oh, it's so painful. You have sleepless nights and then they're pooping at all these different times and you can't sleep on this schedule and you got all these things and then they smile and everything melts away. And your friend who's never had a kid nods and goes, oh, that sounds really interesting. Oh, I can't. That's got to be hard. Oh, that's got to be awesome. They don't have a clue. There's no way because only wisdom only comes through experience. And so when we're feeling discomfort, that's part of the plan. That is by design. And so we lean into it. We lean into it and we realize, hey, yeah, this kind of sucks to be in the bathroom at the gym doing this, feeling this way. But I am on the right path and I, there are great things ahead as I lean into this pain. You with me? That's what I wanted to talk about. Have you think about in this episode of the Culture Hacks podcast? Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.